Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, July 9th, 2018. Today we're reading from the Big Book, Chapter 6, and we're on page 83, the third paragraph. Today's readers are, for the 12 Steps, Jody E.Q., for the 12 Traditions, Jackie M., and reading the text are Annie B., Jen A., and Allison L. The reference number for Sunday, July 8th, is 11,633. That's 11633. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Jody E.Q. to read the 12 steps. Thank you, Katie. Good morning, everyone. This is Jody E.Q., gratefully recovering in California. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Jody. I will now ask Jackie M. to please read the 12 traditions. Good morning, everyone. This is Jackie M. from New York. Thank you for allowing me to do service. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, 
Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all, three tradition, all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Have a good day. Thank you, Jackie. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once we are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book on page 83, the third paragraph, and we will be reading through three sentences and commenting on those. I will ask Jen A. to begin reading. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, not Jen A., Annie V. Hi, can I be heard? I wrote the wrong thing. Yes, thank you. Sorry. Sure. This is Annie V. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. Grateful. Um, if we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we are halfway through. We are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. 
Uh, yes, Annie Compulsive Overeater recovered just for today. So the book is telling me if I'm painstaking, if I take thorough, meticulous action to follow the exact instructions in the first 164 pages in the book, I will be amazed. And I certainly was amazed before, you know, at step five and even halfway through um, my ninth step amends process. Um, the freedom and the new happiness I started. Um, to really experience what um, is listed in the back of the book in the second appendix, um, which is the spiritual awakening, a.k.a. psychic change, a.k.a. spiritual experience, which is really defined as that personality change to bring about recovery, meaning I stop, I stay stopped, and I don't want to pick up again. And that's the miracle of this program, right? I think, I feel, I believe, I act in a way that's differently than I did prior. And for example, I, I definitely don't regret the past, nor I wish to shut the door in it. In the bigger scheme, um, my goodness, this disease is so deadly. My father passed from this disease. Um, you know, some of the consequences I, you know, endured physically alone, being grossly underweight, grossly overweight, type 2 diabetes, um, hormones out of whack, um, you know, all of those things have been reversed today, and my relationships were a mess. But I don't regret any of that. My, some of my darkest days in the disease included being involved in um, a domestic violence relationship because I literally had that belief I was too fat and too stupid to be loved and I was you know acting as if that was true and I don't regret that because it gave me the impetus to start it to start me working on these steps the food the pain of being you know this this uh, f you know futile solution that I thought was going to work you know compulsive overeating didn't work in my life it only got me so far but if I didn't have that pain I wouldn't know this new freedom not being you know not judging or uh, getting my self-worth from um, sizes numbers GPA how much you know I make and rather, how can I be of service? And that is an incredibly different life, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, so yeah, when I say I'm a grateful compulsive reader, I'm actually grateful for the pain because it taught me. Um, and without my higher power, I would have never learned the lesson. So with that, I will pass. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you, Annie. Um, and so now, if you just joined us in the last three minutes. We are on page 83. We are painstaking about this phase, reading and stopping at shut the door on it. Who would like to share on that? This is Larry. Larry. Susan N. Pat P. Pat B. Richard B. Richard B. Ellen C. Sigrid F. There was someone else. Sigrid F. Okay, that's a good group. Um, I have Larry K., Susan N., Pat B., Richard B., Ellen C., and Sigrid F. Larry K., you're up. Good morning, Katie. Thanks. Thanks so much for your service. Um, it says if we are if we are painstaking about this phase of our development. So I'm just going through a phase here. Um, actually, we're we're in step nine. That's the phase of development. Here's the irony for me: when I no longer 
was chasing after the outcome of recovery and merely doing the work of recovery, then recovery began to chase after me. And that's the truth. In other words, when, when I did the work of this divine change and I, to the best of my ability, detached from the outcome that eluded me for so many years that I chased, then the outcome no longer eluded me. And when approached in this way, I couldn't avoid, I could not avoid recovery if I tried because it happened as naturally as I'm breathing right now. But when I lunged at the water, if you will, and I tried to hoard it and get more of my share of the sustaining water, you know, out of fear that I won't get enough or it won't, I won't get any, it eluded me. So I'm, I'm, I'm approaching this from a, more, a broader perspective. Some people will drill down more, I'm sure. But, but it's as if God said to me, as long as you stay on purpose, Larry, you'll never stumble. Just, just you know, periodically you might. And when you get off of that, off of purpose, when I get off of purpose, I shift my alignment away from my creator and back onto me. And when I stay on purpose, working the steps, working this phase of development, detached from, you know, the personal demands, perhaps the selfish demands, recovery becomes automatic. And that is true whether you're 50 minutes into this spiritual journey or 50 years, it's true. And there's those among us here this morning that, that know what I say is true, not because they like me or even know me, but because rather they've experienced what I'm describing and they may use different words to describe the phenomenon, but, but the sentiment is the same. And what's cool is I have no desire to defend what happened to me by the grace of God, by the 12 steps. It's just the problem has been solved. So here's the important questions I'm wrapping up regarding the program. You know, can I banish the doubt? Because if I'm certain beyond a shadow of a doubt that the spiritual process will never work, I'm right. Because as I think, so shall I be. I got to do this phase. With that, I pass. Thanks, Katie. Thank you, Larry. Okay, Susan N., you're up, followed by Pat B. Hi, um, I'm Susan N. from upstate New York. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Can, can you hear me? Yes, thank you. Oh, good, good my first time sharing um yeah this this time around with oa is completely different than other times i have tried and these ninth step ninth step promises are are coming true so when i take this the steps and i stop and i pray in the morning or and i do these um steps as as written my life changes and it's incredible that the compulsion for eating has been lifted. I don't have to worry about it, and I take time eating beautiful foods. Uh, it's it's incredible. I just I can't believe that I'm the same person. Like I'm like other people now in a way, but I have to do all of these steps, and when I don't, it starts to it could start to slip away. Like I, there was a time not long ago when I was going through the 10th step and I was like, oh, it's too much work and I'm just going to, I don't want to do it. And that's just me trying to run the show 
And when I actually take time to do the steps, a peace comes over my life. My whole life starts to fall in order if I just do the steps. And so that's why I'm, I'm up early today, getting my name out there, making phone calls, um, reaching out to others to begin sponsoring. And what do I get out of it is I get to have that beautiful serenity and, and the beautiful life and be relieved of the addiction, the compulsive addiction. Because uh, I have this disease really bad. I've had other addictions as well. And this is this is this is a wild ride, and I have to really do it. But what I'm finding is the joy in the work, the joy of doing these. This doesn't take long to do this work and to have the benefits. And they, these are this, the promises are coming true. And I really appreciate the program, and particularly a vision for you, because it follows the big book so closely. It's like the full strength medicine. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, thank Susan. You. Pat, thank you. Pat B., you're up, followed by Richard B. Hi, I'm Pat P. from New York. P., okay. Thank you. Okay. Um, I'm going to flip the sentences. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. I want to start with that. Um, um I always wanted to regret the past and, and because it, my past was ugly and I wished it didn't happen and all that kind of stuff. But um, going through these steps has allowed me this. Now I'm going back to the previous sentence, a, a, a new freedom and a new happiness. And I see how my experiencing the hell that I went through can help me to help others. And I I am so blessed to have that. The new freedom is no longer being identifying myself as as the victim and I can but I can relate to those that still do and possibly be of service to them. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Pat. Richard B., you're up, followed by Ellen C. Thank you, Katie. Good morning, everybody. My name is Richard B., and I'm a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater in Cork, Ireland. Um, I do love this. Um, I remember just for many years, like before I started understanding and opening my heart up to the big book, I thought the promises were these and they were just the promises. And I didn't realize there were other promises in the book. And I was wondering why weren't they coming true for me? And I, I wasn't even halfway through the steps, let alone halfway through step nine, which this applies to. But I reiterate with what somebody else has shared this morning, and that's once I stopped chasing after recovery and actually just doing what it said in the book, that was when I was amazed before I was halfway through step nine. And I really was painstaking, and I needed to be painstaking, uh, painstaking because I am a complete hopeless case when it comes to the food. And I really didn't think I would ever find recovery. So if I can do it, there's hope for many. What I will say is I occasionally have problems with regretting the past. 
I'm wishing I could shut the door on it. But with the freedom I found making amends in step nine, that is leaving me. And I am really grateful for that. There, there was one case that years ago I was fired from a job in a law, law firm because I was misusing the company computer in my office. And that regret really lived with me for years and years and years and years. And it's only recently, and I'm talking about 15 years ago, and I never got over it. And I was always having nightmares. And even though I made a mess, amend the, the day I left, um, but what I found was the more I, I'm sorry, the, the harder I worked what was in the book rather than chasing after recovery, the freedom I have now from that, uh, from those nightmares. Um, and it really is a new freedom and a new happiness that I have these days because I, I'm not chasing after recovery anymore. I, I am just doing what I'm supposed to be doing having a conscious contact with my higher power and because of that i just feel completely awake and that i have also had that spiritual awakening that is mentioned in appendix two and that alone is a promise for me um so i am incredibly grateful with what i've been given by my higher power today and grateful to be a member of vision for you and with that i will pass thank you Thank you, Richard. Okay, Ellen C., you're up, followed by Sigrid F. Thank you. This is Ellen C.G., and um, I will know a new freedom, or the big book says we will know a new freedom. And you know what's amazing? I've been in recovery or OA a long time, vision for you, how <laughs> I'm not the brightest bulb in the lamp, I guess, when it comes to recovery from compulsive overeating. You know, having done the eighth and ninth step for the fourth or fifth time, what I'm realizing is that this time is different. I'm such a people pleaser that I think for the last times that I've done this, these steps, I've always been looking at it as something I have to do. There's almost been a resentment, I realize now, against program and my sponsors that they're making me do this. This time is different. This time I understand the deadly nature of resentments, that they go past the fourth step, and they go past the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, and they only get killed on the ninth step, and they only stay dead on the tenth, eleventh, and twelfth steps. But this time I'm doing it because I want to be free. And um, I just share that um, the, this new freedom is a gift. And if you're doing these steps because you feel like you have to or people-pleasing or whatever, just keep doing them. <laughs> For today, I'm just stunned by the gifts of recovery. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Ellen. Sigrid F., you're up. Good morning. Thank you for your service and for all the wonderful shares this morning. Sigrid F. in South Florida. I'd like to share today on that last slide. I will not, and I'm not, I'm not reading this, so forgive me if I don't get it exactly right, but I will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. 
this line for the four and a half years that I've been coming to OA jumps out at me every time I read it. And it only gets, it jumps more. It doesn't jump less as time goes on. And I realize that by working these steps, I have, I'm able to give up stupid little resentments, like being at the airport in too long a line and letting my addict brain run away from me, where I get in a crappy mood and start treating people badly. I can turn that around now with what the heck is going on with you. Pray, use the steps and recover. And big things like my 40-year-old resentment to my mother. I had, I thought I'd forgiven my mother over and over in my lifetime. And then it would pop up again and I'd be surprised. But I can honestly say the last time, I guess it was like 15 or 18 months ago, when I did that step four, and I did oh, four through nine, I finally let go. And things like that are what make this line scream at me in amazement that this promise can be true. I am so very grateful for this program that helps me live my life, reach my brain, be good to those around me, and be useful. Thank you for letting me share today. I wish you each a peaceful and happy day. I pass. Thank you, Sigrid. Okay, if you've just joined us in the last few minutes, we're on page 83. We're in the third paragraph, if we are painstaking, and we read through, shut the door on it, three sentences. Who would like to share? Vasa O. Vasa O. Barbara. That's all I heard. Barbara R. Melissa Ginger C. C. Arlene G. Ginger. Barbara E. Russa M. R. Russa M. Nessa R. Did you get Melissa? Melissa, no. Thank you. I'm sorry. What was the page number again that you read from? Um, Just a second. I'm trying to write all these names down. Um, We're on page 83 at the bottom. If we are painstaking, reading three sentences. Thank you. This is who I have. Vasa O. Barbara E., Harlan G., Ginger C., Russ M., Nessa R., and Melissa C. Did I miss anyone who said their name? Okay. Let's go with Vasa O., followed by Barbara E. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Katie, for your service. I'm Vasa. Grateful, recovered, compulsive, Ovita, calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And I loved hearing the promises. I remember going to my first meeting thinking this is too good to be, to be true. And, uh, I, and I still love to hear the promises, and they do really come true as we work the 12 steps. I mean, the, the biggest promise for me was I could put the food down, you know, that, that I was trying to do something for many, many, many years, and I could keep it down. And I, I, when I came to the program, I was hopeless and I was powerless. And that was a miracle. But I found that power greater than myself 
through, you know, my higher power gave me that power when I was ready to and willing to surrender and ask God to please help me because it was just going to kill me if I didn't, you know, if I didn't put it down. I, this was my last stop, and once I surrendered, I felt that connection, that power go from my head to my heart, and that was the beginning of the promises, and, but that was only the beginning, and if I, I remember the, uh, the first edition when I read, if, we, if I followed the instructions what the first hundred men and women followed, and what other recovering people were doing, it was going to work for me too. And I was ready. Believe me, I was ready and I was willing. And I know at the beginning, I was like, I remember thinking, well, if I read more literature, if I go to more meetings, if I work harder and I'm going to get it quicker. And I remember a small voice going in my head, Vasa, just sit down, relax, and enjoy the process, the way it's laid out in the good times and bad times because there was a lot of feelings and a lot of emotions coming up. So I, at least I was beginning to be aware of these things. And then, you know, I did step one, two, and three all at once and then moved to step four. But I love the promises and they have been true for me. And it's this program works, but we have to work it. Thank you for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Vasa. Barbara E., you're up, followed by Harlan G. Oh, thank you so much. Wonderful share. So inspiring. Well, I'm going to start, as someone else did, with regret the past. I, ha- I don't want to regret the past. I learn from the past. I am the Barbara that I am today because of my past. My many failures with gaining and losing and gaining and losing. My poor role modeling for my children, always concerned about body image, always hoarding the food and eating the food, all of the things I did, absenting myself from family activities. I don't want to forget that because if I forget that, I may go out and eat again. So my past, I'm going to honor my past. I'm going to live in the present and I'm going to create my future. Now, freedom and happiness, oh, that's so wonderful. That's just what I was aiming for, but I couldn't, as was said, chase after it. It had to come to me, and I can sincerely, from the inner ear of my heart, say it has come to me. When I used to go to the supermarket and stand on the checkout line, the express one, where you only had to, you only allowed 10 items, when I was recovering, I count the items in the basket in the person in front of me. Now now that I'm recovered, I don't even count the items. And if someone behind me uh, has only one item and I have a lot in another line, by all means, go. I've changed so much, but it's the result of the program, the happiness, the peace, the serenity, the gratitude. I look out today in my kitchen as I'm listening to this meeting, the sun is shining, the leaves are on the trees, and I'm just feeling filled with gratitude and happiness and freedom. And 
I always wanted the Cliff Notes version. I wanted to read the end of the book and get there fast, fast, fast. I don't want to get there fast now. I want the slow train, living it one day at a time. And I know we're not on step 10, but I love the fact that I can scrape away the barnacles that might get on my mothership on a day-to-day, minute-by-minute basis. Say, I'm sorry, I apologize. I never did that before. I wouldn't even look you in the eyes before. I had no self-esteem. I've worked my way up to low self-esteem. And maybe, God willing, in the future, if it's will, I'll have feel equity with the rest of the world. I am free of fears of financial insecurity right now. I'm just living in a state of gratitude. I'm going to pass and look forward to the next shares. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Barbara. Harlan G., you're up, followed by Ginger C. Thank you, Katie. Thank you for your service. I'm Harlan G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. Every day of my life, I woke up with a pall of horror and shame about me. I woke up in a body that was 400 pounds, 500 pounds, 600 pounds, 700 pounds. I woke up after lying to people that I loved on the day before. I wrote bad checks to people that I loved and that loved me. I lied when the truth was better. I seldom had clean clothes. I seldom, if ever, had a clean home. I lived in shame. I lived in the nightmare of this disease, hoping against hope that my morbidly obese body would not be spotted going into McDonald's or going into God knows where to get my fix of food. I lived the life of a fugitive who wanted to die, and I lived the life of a slave. I was a slave to food. There was no joy in my life at all whatsoever. I missed affairs. I missed things. I had nothing to wear, nothing, no way to be part of life. Today, I am recovered. No matter how evolved my recovery got or gets, I will never rise above the level of a human being, and certainly there are challenges to my everyday life. But I am free. I'm free to walk among other people as one of you, not a person who is obviously the size of any five of you. I am free not to write bad checks. I'm free to wear clean clothes and change clothes every day. I'm free to invite you into my home. I'm free to live as a person. Most of the concentration camp survivors that I knew as a child inculcated me with something that it took me 40 years, 50 years to embrace. And they said to me, live until you die. I didn't know how to do that. You gave me a book. The book taught me how to do that. 
and continues to teach me more as I go along. I had to stop chasing the promises and take the next indicated action. And when I did the next indicated action, these things came true in my life. It is truly a miracle that there is a solution to this nightmare of an illness. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Harlan. You're such a miracle. Ginger C, you're up, followed by Russ M. Thank you, Katie. Thank you for your service. Uh, Good morning, everyone. This is Ginger C, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado. And um, so we will not regret the past, nor wish to shut the door on it. And I'm just flipping ahead to page 124. It says, the dark past is the greatest possession you have. The key to life and happiness for others. And with it, you can avert death and misery for them. So yes, we don't regret that past. And we share our past, just like our past, or Harlan just did. You know, that's where I, I get identification. And that's the vital beginning. I have to want what you have, just like what 29 says. Yes, I am one of them too, and I must have this thing. Because the food is killing me. And you get me from that past. When I heard my sponsor share about heroin, oh, God, slam dunk. You know me. And I haven't even shared one thing about me. So, yes, we don't regret this past, and we have to share it. Our experience, strength, and hope, our depth and weight, it can save lives. And that is our job each and every day. God, who would you have me be? What would you have me do? Because so many on the lines right now and outside those doors are suffering in the food. And they need to hear that past. They need to hear that pain of what that food did to you. And I love in two in chapter five when that sentence begins, remember, isn't that my problem too? I have this incredibly short memory and I forget. And then I have these lies that live in my head that tell me, oh, Ginger, it wasn't that bad. What are you making such a big deal about this? Well, it was that bad. As I've shared before, my daughter's nickname for me was Nummy Num Nums, and that's because her mother was in the food and she didn't feel me because I was disconnected and I was numb. I was numb to life. I was in oblivion. And today I'm alive, I'm awake, and I'm connected because life is about love and connection to others not in isolation, not in disease, and not in pain. So again, thank God for this past, and thank God I'm willing to share it, because with it, you can advert death and misery for others. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ginger. Okay, Russ M., you're up, followed by Nessa R. Morning, Katie. Morning, fellas. What a great day. What a great meeting. Um, So... Let me just pull this up real quick. We will not we will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. So we're all hitting the same theme here, right? You know, it just it, it hit me not too long ago, since I'm still like a neophyte in program here. Um you know, if it wasn't I Captain Obvious as always, if it wasn't for my past I wouldn't be here. For many years I tried till on the field and look backwards. And I caused a lot of destruction 
not so much to others, but to me, to my mind, in 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 the in my head. I couldn't move forward because I was stuck. I was frozen. I was shackled by my past. And now when I step back with a clear head, going through the work and look at it, if it wasn't for my past, I wouldn't be here. The greatest thing that ever happened to me is every incident in my life up until this, this spot because I wouldn't be here. You know, uh, the mistakes with business, the mistakes with relationships, uh, the failures of my family, you know, that I to, to my family. Every incident, everything that I've done that I felt short would never have broken me down, destroyed me, and brought me to the place where I cried out to God. And, you know, it wasn't, it's not just about the food. I'm just saying this from, from, from a spirituality standpoint. Like, in our, in our weakness, we are strong. That's where we gain our strength. So instead of obsessing over the past, which I have, I wasted time. Wasted so much precious time on that. And it kept me stunned. It kept me numb. It kept me in the food. Now I can look back at it and say, man, you know, there are miracles. Man, God is right next to me. God was right next to me in all this and brought me to this part. And this is part of the plan. And through all this, I'm getting closer to God. I'm going to be closer to God. The closer I am to God, the better off I'm going to be. Whether I'm successful or not successful, failure, success, whatever, I'm closer to God. And that's the whole point so I could serve others. Because if I ain't close to God, I'm serving myself. Thank you very much. Y'all have a great day. Thank you, Russ. Nessa R., you're up, followed by Melissa C. Thank you. Good morning, vision for you. My name is Nessa R., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Um, new freedom and new happiness. Why, why, why does it say new freedom and new happiness? Why not just freedom and happiness? Um, I always wonder that, and the answer that I came up for myself is new as opposed to old. Old, uh, my old idea of freedom was doing whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, and that including eat it, eating how much I wanted, whenever I want, whatever I wanted. Uh, and that's not freedom. Freedom is not doing what I want when I want. Freedom is not being enslaved to something. Um, and, you know, one obvious thing is the food, uh, not being enslaved to the food as a solution to my problems. But another thing is not being enslaved to my ideas, to my conceptions, to what I want. Um, you know, it says in several parts of the book, I'll just quote two, it says, um, you know, page 42, we had to throw several lifelong conceptions out the window, page 58. Uh, we had to let go of our old ideas and the result was nil. Um, until we let go, absolutely. And, you know, it says here, um, you know, we have to be uh, painstaking. Um, what does painstaking mean? It means, you know, careful, meticulous, thorough, um, you know, thorough. And, you know, in order for me to be thorough in my working of the steps, which is what's going to bring me closer to God, i.e. my solution. I have to let go of my old ideas because if I hold on 
to those old ideas, um, you know what, I'm not going to be working the steps very painstakingly at all, which means I'm not going to get these promises. You know, I have to let go of my old ideas about the food, about God, about the world, about the people around me, about the outcomes and about the things that I want. Um, you know, and that brings me to a new happiness, not the old happiness, meaning what I thought would make me happy, you know, being thin, you know, having lots of money, having people do what I want, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's a new happiness. It's a real happiness, a meaningful happiness, the happiness of, of being useful, the happiness of having uh, a meaningful life. Uh, and for me, it all started with um, letting go all, uh, letting go of the old, letting go of, sorry, I'm, I'm tongue-twisted this morning, letting go of the old, uh, which allowed me to receive the new, a new freedom and a new happiness, and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa. Okay, Melissa C., you're up. Hi, good morning. It's Melissa C., a recovered compulsive overeater in New York, and oh my gosh, like what a great meeting. Um, you know, I, so like painstaking, you know, like that word jumped out at me. Um, it's thorough, you know, it's thorough, it's careful, it's complete. It's like turning everything over, really digging deep and not skipping, not skimping, um, going through the, you know, the difficult amends, the ones that make you cringe, you know, that's the painstaking ones, going to the people I wronged, those that I felt like I couldn't look in the eye, you know, the people I hurt, um, and being able to do that without being controlled by my fear or my shame, like it was uncomfortable, but I did it. It was painful. It was embarrassing. But that's where the development occurred, you know, my growth and my advancement. And, you know, so I wondered why I wasn't getting the promises when I would sit at the meetings and listen to promises read. All I heard was happiness. I was like, well, I'm not happy. But I didn't hear that there was painstaking work involved, and I didn't hear um, – you know, anything that I was going to have to do, I thought I would sit there and get granted happiness. And, um, you know, and, yeah, and so I can't regret the past today because um, my happiness has actually occurred because of my past, you know. And and like it was said before, um, it's a new happiness. My old happiness was all Melissa getting what she wanted. It was, yeah, of course, Melissa getting thin, uh, getting attention, getting things. Um, it was always stuff because um, I had a bottomless pit. And, you know, today um, I have a purpose in my life. I feel like um, I, my past is my calling card. It's It's my golden ticket. It's, you know, when I sit with someone, when I share, um, go through the doctor's opinion, or when I'm working on amends, and I could say to somebody, yeah, I've done that. I've been there. You know, there's, I'm able to help people in a way um, that really gives me joy. You know, it better than any um, new article of clothing, you know, better than, you know, a size that I wanted to be in a pair of pants. Um, 
it's actually really being useful. And my past, um, the messier it was, um, you know, the the more painstaking my work was, um, the freer I became. The more difficult my amends, the greater freedom I experienced. And and so don't hold back. Painstaking, turn it all over. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa. Okay, so we have eight minutes, seven minutes, so we have time for uh, two more shares. Who would like to share? Leon B. Janice Nancy and Leon. Okay, I heard, I'm sorry, I heard Nancy and Leon. And Janice, if we have, if we have time, um, Janice, we'll get you. I did not get your initials. Nancy, um, Nancy what was your L. initial, please? Nancy L. And Leon. Okay, go ahead, Nancy. Good morning, everyone. It's Nancy L. from Arizona. We will know a new happiness and a new freedom. Um, Every day that I wake up now, I have that happiness that I never had before. I was a night eater. I was a day eater, too, but most of the time, it, you know, it was at night when everybody was asleep in the family and I could I could go down and eat whatever I wanted down the kitchen, but not anymore. I have a freedom that comes from inside. I have a freedom that comes from working these steps. I have a freedom that I am so grateful I don't forget the past because I hated myself. And now when I wake up, it's like, wow, another day I get to live another day instead of feeling like oh no not another day um the freedom is so sweet and so wonderful and with that I will pass thank you thank you so much Nancy L Leon B you're up followed by Janice PM good morning Leon B recovered from Simpsonville South Carolina um, wonderful meeting this morning. First thing I thought about when we read these three lines, um, I listened to a special edition and someone said if they had a pill that would take away this problem of us wanting to be thin and eat as much as we want, they would take that pill and throw it away because they would, would not want to rob us of this wonderful program. And I thought that that was so beautifully said, especially now that I've I've gone through it, I've gone through the steps, I'm daily doing 11, I'm doing step 10, and I just thought about how I would wake up every morning. Just this morning, I'm listening to this program, I'm looking in the mirror, and I'm not calling myself, you disgusting, blankety-blank. Every day I did that. I hated myself. A new freedom, a new happiness. I didn't know what happiness was. And my wife now, she cannot... For the life of her, where are you getting this energy? I'm not I'm not stuffing myself with carbs to the point all all the only thing I want to do is sit around and lay around and watch TV and wait for the next compulsion to get up and stuff myself with more carbs. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm working these steps. And when I talk with people now, I love to talk program. It helps me. And I've been in OA for a while, never working the steps, always looking at tools, tools, tools. And when I speak with people and they tell me how they're working their food plan, they're doing their writing, and I'm, hey, if that works for you, fine. But I, I, I talk about my daily step 11. I talk about this step 10. You know, I, I talk about how I use the steps to get through my my day. 
this program has given me a new freedom and I cannot tell you the 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 wins that I'm having in my life right now. Now I I'm going through some trouble too. But guess what? The steps helped me to to deal with that as well. And and with that I pass. Thank you. Okay, Janice PM, you're up. Well, You'll be our you. last share today. And thank you, Katie. And please, you know, time me because I know we don't have much time. This is Janice PM calling from Massachusetts, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. You know, I love, well, of course, we all love it. If, 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 that means there's a condition here that you will get these, that I got these promises, if, I, I, you know, if I displayed the effort of what, of abstinence alone? No. I said for many decades in the pro- reading these promises and saying, geez, but I don't feel this, and I'm abstinent for a year, and I'm, well, not for a year, it was, you know, I don't, I, 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 I don't feel these promises. I don't know these promises. I like what they say, but I don't, ex- I haven't experienced them. No, I haven't experienced them because I didn't go through the actions. And what were the actions? Because there was different stages of my development in recovery. The first three steps was the stage of development of a relationship with my higher power. Then the next phase of development was the second stage of uh, four through nine. And then the third stage, eight to nine, and then, of course, you know, maintenance. So how could I have possibly felt these promises? Now, what's a promise? A promise is a result. If you do this, then you will get this. If you do your food plan, you will get this. No, that's the beginning. But I didn't get these promises by being abstinent or like the previous speaker said, the the tools, or because I had a great sponsor or a bad sponsor. I didn't get these. I didn't get these beautiful results. I was never free. How could I be free? I was stuck. I, I was attached to myself so much, bondage of self. Um, I never knew, I never experienced this as deep as I experience now because uh, that's how I, that, that's why I didn't know the, that's why I didn't know these things because I had to be reborn in my mind. I had to have first the relationship with my higher power and then again knowing who I was. Talk about liabilities. The great, I never in a million years would think that having a son like me with several challenges would be an asset today. My goodness, I couldn't, I, I would never believe it. If it wasn't for him, I don't think I could manage, you know, as far as my house and shopping and all that. We're, we're old, you know, we're older now. But the most important thing is because my son and myself mostly that I, you know, had 100 pounds and I, and I recovered and I'm not the same witch. Well, sometimes I am the same, you know, uh, that I was before. Yeah, you can recover. This is the hope. This is the change. This is the change of a new person, <laughs> a brand new person. I'm reborn again. Um, even though my, my son has challenges, even though my, my husband is 87 years old and has congestive heart failure, it, I mean, how could that be? How could that be? You know, and I'm still here. So, Time. yeah. And it is a wonderful result. And thank you so much, Katie, and everyone. And I pass. Thank you, Janice. Okay, and thank you to everyone who shared. Um, and thank you to everyone who helped make this meeting go off. Jody EQ, Jackie M, Annie V, Jen A, and Allison L for being available. 
And now, um, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Monday, July 9th, is 11,636. That's 11636. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 183. I'm sorry, on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Jen A. please read a vision for you? Our book is Good morning. This is suggestive only. Okay. Good morning. This is Jen A. recovered in Colorado. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.